What's up, all you hooligans? Man, it's Sunday night, and boy, do I got a topic I want to talk about today. And one of the main reasons I want to talk about it today is because of a story that we will be doing tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube, podcasts, all that good stuff. And that has to do with, it seems like the gangbanger is the new biker. That's what it seems like, especially with this story we're going to be doing today or tomorrow. I also, before I get into that, I want you to go over to Demon's Row. He has a unification patch over there for sale. There's a link. Uh, I think it's on Sosta Ghost's uh, page. He has two pages. So go over there, check it out. It was a pretty cool patch. And I sat back and thought of it. With everything that's going on in the scene. That. I'm doing my intro. I'll bring you in here in a second. (laughs) Anyway, with everything going in the scene, that's kind of what needs to happen. Uh, Long are the days are gone that bikers are just greasy and all that stuff, but it just seems like it's on a different level. So let me bring in my cohort here. And that is Wild on Twos. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. Look at you. You late and stuff like that as always. Got, no, I, I was late today. <laughs> I was late. We were coming. We went to uh, actually uh, to watch De- Jeff Dunham, that comedian. So we went to watch him, and then uh, but we left our cards at our friend's house. I have to go all the way back to the friend's house and then come back over here. Ah, well, you know what? I'm bringing up a thing, man. The title of the show is Gangbangers Seem to Be the New Biker. Oh, uh, one of the, one I missed. I missed. Sorry, inter- I misunderstood. I thought it was gangbang. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm done. Forget. I thought. <laughs> no, there was this deal on uh, the internet. You'll see it tomorrow. It's pretty messed up. I was like, man, gangbangers are doing that kind of crap, and it just seems in the last four or five years that it's gone more towards it being cool to be like a gangster within the scene. And I'm not only talking about club stuff. I'm talking about gangster altogether. Everything from the style of the bikes to the style of the freaking uh, dress, everything, man. What's your thoughts? Well, I mean, I've been noticing that lately too. Um, There's a lot. I mean, there's, of course, the bike scene, there's all these different aspects. You have guys that will just trick out their bikes like looks. They trick out the bikes with sound. And then uh, there is that almost not to say that guys are like from a that developed from a prison gang or a street gang that turned into an MC, but I still have seen uh, people try to act tough and um, I don't know, they like that persona. Uh, it's not like your old, you know, biker persona that I was used to um, mm. back in the day or so. I keep saying back in the day, but what I was used to, I don't know if it's back in the day or not, but more and more you see the guys dress a lot differently than. You know, people make guys with tight jeans make fun of them. But actually, back in the day, the jeans were kind of tight, and they just put some tank tops on and went riding. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. So it's uh, 
I, I have seen that. But I think that's the, the the problem is most guys that are being recruited in MCs that are over 40 are the ones that understand like the old days, right? Mm. In order to recruit now, they're trying to start young and where they're going at are going for guys that, not to say everybody, right, that need a place to be, that don't have a family, that don't, you know, that might need that place to kind of fit in and belong. And they might be used to, maybe they were in gangs and this is more structured gangs for them if they want to call it, you know, what they think. And then they were madly mistaken when they get into the MC because nowhere near a gang but they try to make it look like one person. And they're the ones that will cause bad names for a lot of the MCs. Right. There's been a lot of, uh, before you came on, talk about unification. And I've been seeing that more and more where I'm sitting there thinking, you know what? They're the ones that are right. It's all us old guys that hold all the freaking grudges and stuff like that. Uh, I seen a patch that Sosa uh, made up. I was like, you know what? That's a killer ideal and stuff. Maybe that's what the newer generation needs is something like that compared to NCOM or NCOC from our generation. No, I mean, you have, every generation has to evolve. Uh, you do get the guys that are old school that don't evolve and don't keep an open mind. And then sometimes there's friction. Uh, between people, between a new generation, whatever generation, and there kind of needs to be a mesh for folks to try to get along and understand that things are changing. Things are not the same. There's technology. Uh, you know, bikes now have more technology than cars do, <laughs> than some cars. Um, so we have to just understand that that's part of the what's the what's trending, and that's the part where it is heading toward maybe, or a nice mix in the middle would be nice, you know. So. Well, it would be nice, yeah, but yeah, I mean, well, I mean, both I, sides. I, like, I like your point of everybody over forty or you know forty-five. I would have to guess is more the David Mann type of old biker, you know, scrungy and all that stuff. And then anybody on, under that, it, it, they grew up in a different time period when electronics uh, technology was is a lot different than what say my age group experienced yeah. and i think that's where that friction comes in where maybe it's time for the old guys to say hey man let these youngins take care of everything because you know what quite honestly i'm jealous of them because they got better looking broads than we ever did yeah because i mean you got to remember that most of us emulate everybody emulates somebody what we grew up watching on tv was what we emulate like you know john wayne movies and uh, whatever movies were playing or my dad, that's who I emulated uh, as or, or bikers that I seen. So a lot of the younger generation, what they see on TV, it could be gangster, it could be whatever it is. That's what they emulate. And that's what they kind of take their vibe and they kind of mixed and made their own. And that's right. fine. I'm, you know, like I said, you both have to be open minded because the young generation ha has to listen to the older generation, not has to, but to learn from mistakes that they made. In regards, like, hey, this is what we did, and we fucked up, you know, messed this up. They can mm -hmm. learn from that, and vice versa. Then we can learn from the newer generation of, you know, new things going on and how things run now. I mean, that's... Right. Hey, Mike, if you're in uh, my community chat, I don't know if Mike Ball's in my community chat or on uh, Wild on Twos, put that link to that patch in uh, the community section that you're, uh, what is it, uh, conversation going in over there. 
But go ahead, man. Yeah, no, so, I mean, like I said, I think both – there is a change, and either you got to jump on or jump off because – or not – people are just going to get a bad taste in their mouth and cause friction between in clubs. And that's why you see clubs now – looks like clubs get in there with their young friends or so, and they, they, you know, become the officers, and they push the older guys out. Or vice versa, I've seen a club that had older guys that don't want younger guys in there. So, right. I think I'd have to admit, man, uh, there has to be some jealousy on the older guy's part. That's oh, just yeah. me. I don't know what you think. Yeah, no, guaranteed. I mean, shit, even like right now, uh, you see, I don't know, like a, a, an athlete or something for me, and I was an athlete, and I go, oh, back in my day, I would have, man, shit. You know, you have all those things, and there's always that sense of jealousy because we're not that anymore. <laughs> you know, and uh, these young guys have their whole future ahead of them still pretty well. Um, so sometimes there is a little vice versa. I mean, a lot of the young guys want, when I was young, I wanted to fast forward. I wanted to grow older quicker. I want you know, I used to like emulate my dad shaving when I was, you know, before I even can grow hair and I grew hair at 12 years old. I had a goatee, man. Um, <laughs> that's a Cuban, man. That's a Cuban side of me. I'm like a gorilla. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, that that's something that we all try to do and be. And at the end of the day, like I said, it's no one's ever going to be happy. Uh, so everybody has to kind of figure out some way for everybody to, like, just mesh together and just – or not or not literally. We're all we're going to drive the MC scene down itself. The people who are fighting thinking that the young generation are going to mess up the whole scene are the ones causing a lot of the friction, too. Right. Do Going back to NCOM, NCOC, that is more of an older generation of trying to put a take on everybody getting along. And I have been sitting back and thinking about this, you know, trying to pull myself out of that old, you know, mindset and because there's a lot of people that talk about everybody's wanting to get along and stuff like that, which is awesome. And that's why I took, you know, I don't know if you've seen uh, the patch that Sos came up with, but it has a good intent behind it to where the younger guys are going to be able to understand that. And I know I already know that the older guys are going to be like, bah, 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 bah. but that is what actually could, in my opinion, help things go forward because you're talking to that generation, a generation that don't care about beasts that happened 30, 40 years ago. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of these guys, that's you join a club instantly, instantly you have enemies instantly. And uh, for what reasons you can ask if you, and the funny thing is if you ask them, they really don't know. They're going to give you the, Oh, because, and then the funny part is if you if you probably hear the original story, it was over some girl or something, that's how a lot of shit started was over a woman. And a lot of people died and hate each other for they don't even know why. And there's guys that I know that friends that joined two separate clubs similar at the same time, and then they could never really speak to each other again. And they were close friends. Um, right. It's just like I said, it's oh, one of I've those seen things. it to where uh, family members couldn't even talk to each other because of the stuff. Yep. You know, I've. It's funny. One of the biggest uh, beefs that go back to the '60s between two clubs that were actually very, very close, 
and turned out to be one of the biggest beefs uh, in MC history was over abroad. It was really over abroad. Yeah. And the, I'm not, I'm not uh, kidding. A majority, majority of beefs were always over abroad. Exactly. Exactly. So where do you think it needs to be taken now? Where do you think what steps should be taken to make things right? I mean, that, that's a tough one because just like you said, it's almost like you got to let the new generation fly and learn for themselves a little bit and uh, get some type of free reign in regards of any movement they want to do. Cool. If they want to uh, get advice from some of the gray beards, you know, just to maybe help their way a little bit. But some of the gray beards need to kind of maybe open their mind a little bit that they're going to have to adapt. Uh, just like my like shit, my mom strict as hell, man. Uh, tattoos, forget it about dating. I mean, she was strict, as hell, but she evolved over time. And each time I did something, she just looked at me and goes, oh, I kind of like it. You know, she kind of and she's old school Cuban, man. She's not not very <laughs> originally. She was tight on everything, but she evolved overall and it made things easier for me you know transitioning through life it's the same thing there's some people that just won't change their mind and they're set in their ways and either if you're set in your ways and you if you want to be part of the scene and you're set in your ways and all you're doing is causing friction the best thing to do is probably take a step back oh very well <laughs> your point on on that one man point I mean, that, on that's that. the best thing right point on yeah, it, I, mean, I think it came more into focus because of what I'm going to show everybody tomorrow on the biker news. And for somebody like me, it's like, how the hell did you post something like that where it might be all right with somebody else, you know, that's younger, but they don't know the ramifications of something that they posted like that. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I've been out a lot. Oh, know. you'll see it. It's something else. Uh, Carlos, would you consider interviewing uh, Red Rum? Yeah, we'd interview uh, Red Rum. Rock on. And I don't even think this pertains to just MCs, man. I think this is a whole society, cultural type of thing that's happening within the scene right now. You know, this just ain't about clubs. No, that's in general. I mean, you get to go. I mean, I don't understand kids these days anyways. Um, like I said, and then, um, sometimes like Jessica tells me, I got to pick my battles with either, even our daughter. Right. I mean, I, I question everything. I'm like, what are you guys thinking? I mean, there, there's kids at schools, boys that are, you know, doing like kissing each other in cheek to get the girls jealous. And I'm confused. I'm like, what? You know, this is, uh, I just, like I said, sometimes you got to take a step back and not really try to micromanage almost like a company. Right. Uh, right. you got let the players play and as a coach would do and see what happens. <laughs> see where it goes from there, huh? Do you think with all this technology that we as influencers have the obligation or because we do have a worldwide audience that nobody else before had to be able to kind of try to bring a unity around? Or at least try to explain why some of the beefs were stupid and why so many guys died and went to prison for it. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, a lot, I mean, technology is great, technology is bad, whatever anyone, I mean, you can go either way to a point. But 
it's evolving so much. And you have all these guys that will talk shit about, like MCs, talk shit about people on YouTube. But then you see them on TikTok. Um, you see them posting, oh, but they're not recruiting. I mean, you know, I there's a difference between an internet club that basically just recruits and, you know, gives patches out. Or people that might look for people out of the internet and uh, intrigue people's interest. Now they're now they're reaching worldwide. You're telling me 30 years ago, if the technology was there, they won't use it. Yeah, they would use it. You know, they should travel. Well, I mean, that's why the nomads were going. I mean, they wouldn't have to be traveling that far to go uh, make deals and stuff to get meetings set up and. So, of right. course, technology, but if you have a platform, of course, it's, you know, we can do what we want on this platform. You don't have to, you know, if there's an obligation, you could say to a point, but I mean, that's up to you or me, whatever your, what your purpose of this channel is. I do think that we should, I always like trying to shed a good light on the MC culture um, or just motorcyclists in general. It's uh, just, it's such a big family in a small little bubble. And right. uh, like I said, it's a small world in general. But I, I do think that if technology should be used, because uh, the majority mm -hmm. of everybody has an iPhone, I don't care. Look at, oh, shit, look who's there. But look look at any MC. Even the Greybeers have, you know, smartphones. Right. So it's an easy way to well, like my Like Mikey or Mike Ball. I call him Mikey because he's younger than me. Uh, the new G's can learn something from the OG's. The OG's can learn something from the new G's. One hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Hey, what's yes, your thoughts? Sir. What's up, y'all? What's up? What's my What's my thoughts on what? What are we talking about? Are you sick? No, nah, I just had to clear my throat. He's yeah. smacking his lips with the microphone. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If I'm chewing. I'm chewing gum. Actually, <laughs> I'm chewing gum. Actually. What Mikey just said, the new G's can learn something from the OG's. The OG's can learn something from the new G's. And I was talking about before you came on, uh, and I really back this up, man. I really do. I think it was a good idea because I come from the generation of NCOM, NCOC, and stuff like that. That's more of an old way of thinking about it. And now SOS he's trying to unite and he's reaching out to the younger ones where maybe NCOM and NCOC won't be able to get to them. So I wanted your thoughts on that. Well, you know what? So actually I got a video dropping on Wednesday on, on sort of the subject. Right. And what I, what I think people don't realize is, is, you know, well, first of all, the, the whole unification, that, that started back in the 80s. We all know that, right? But the new generation is a whole different breed. We're not we're, we're, we're not the type of people that... See, you got to remember something. Most of us that are in the MC world, we were already gangbangers, you know, 20 years ago. You know, so we have a little bit of a different mind frame on things. And that being said, that we already kind of lived this life to the fullest, not, not the MC life. We already lived that street life. So coming from the street, you know, those of us that weren't send-offs, we, we, we ain't stupid. We, we see, we see the bullshit coming and we're like, why are you fighting for what? You know what I mean? Like that's, that's basically what I'm putting, putting down on, on Wednesday when I drop my video. 
everybody wants to, you know, everybody's going at each other's throats still. And it's for nothing. Ain't none of you selling dope. Ain't none of you selling women. Ain't none of you moving guns. Ain't none of you doing that 60s stuff anymore. So there's no reason to fight for territory. You're fighting for a fucking bar. That's what you're fighting for. And it's pathetic, to be really honest. So those of us that have lived this life already have kind of grew up and came into the MC world and the biker set. And we've already been through this. We've seen this. We've been there, done that already. To a way further extent than anybody back in the 90s and 80s did in the MC world. So we look at that and we're like, why? There's no point of it. Everybody's fighting for nothing, you know? And um, yeah, Mike's right. You know, the old school can learn from the new school. The new school has to learn from the old school. I mean, that's the whole point of guys like me and Sos and and others that are out here. You know, <clears throat> we're trying to teach some of the old school values, but it's got that new school flavor. You know, I mean, some of us, you know, have been maybe in the MC life a little longer than others, but it doesn't matter at the end of the day. It's the same message we're trying to put out there. Right. Go ahead, uh, Wild On. No, I was just going to say, uh, it's a saying I always I always tell people. I ask somebody or young guys that come up, do you know the difference between wisdom and experience? And everybody comes up with all these, you know, thoughts. But basically, Well, wisdom comes with experience. Well, not to a point. I experience, though, you learn from your mistakes, right? Uh -huh. you, learn, you learn from your Which thoughts. creates wisdom. Your no, your mistakes. You telling me your mistakes, right? Should have happened in the past. That builds mm. my wisdom. True. So I don't make True. those mistakes, right? right? And, True. and I'll tell the young guys. So if you're learning too much by experience, that means you're fucking up too much, and you're not listening to the people that are giving you wisdom. You know, right? So that's yeah. one thing that the like from the older guys have to have an open mind to get suggestions, even to <coughs> learn how to like, adapt both have to learn from each other's mistakes that they made but especially yeah like, yeah both yeah bo both need to step in because you know you got the old school the old gray beards that are like ah you guys are punks forget it blah 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 you know you're unteachable and it's like well you're the reason why we have the problems we have because you're giving up and then you got the young punks that don't know when an old gray beard's talking shut up and listen don't run your mouth don't even tell him your opinion because that old gray beard really don't give a shit about your opinion because he's already been there, done that, you know? So, so yeah, both sides need to, to, yeah. Well, yeah, to get to know was, each other on a better level. You know, if I was going to do a race and run a hundred uh, yard dash with one fucking leg and my right leg is wisdom, I ain't going to get there. It's going to take a long time. If I go on my left leg and it's experience, it's going to take a long time to get there. If I use both legs, wisdom and experience, you get there a lot quicker. Exactly. And exactly. That's people, and that's what I, I try to tell people, the analogy, that that's how it has to mesh together. We'll get there eventually either way, so somehow. But if you work together, man, you're right. going to cut out of the bullshit. As you know, too. Well, yeah. Go ahead. It, <laughs> se it seems like the older generation the graybeards, whatever you want to call us, they're the ones that were the problem starters, if you ask me. It was a <laughs> lot different time, a lot more wilder. I, I make fun of Danny because he don't want to do the old school freaking redneck freaking uh, stuff because he <laughs> wants his bike dirty. But it, it seems like it's coming full circle where the younger guys, hey, 
They want to get back to the way things used to be, the partying, uh, the women, the fun, the riding. You know, you got to – they know how to build up some bikes, man, and they know how to ride mm-hmm. some of the bikes, man. It, oh, yeah. I would wish I would be able to do stuff like they do on crotch rockets, man. They know how to ride these kids. Right. So going back to Danny, do you think it's because – it's coming uh, full circle. You know, a lot of stuff was beefed in the past and now everybody's trying to get out of that. It it kind of is. I mean, it's like I said in my video, I'm dropping, um, we've got, and and you know me, I I never mentioned what clubs are, but if you're in the MC world, you already know who I'm talking about. There's three major clubs that have sat down and came to a term and they're all good right now. And things are working out really good. And they're three of the big four. And they're doing their thing and they came together and they got their, their thing going, right? But then you got the other ones that are like putting together their own little team. And they're like against what, you know, and it's like, dude, if you all got on the same page, could you imagine? I mean, I hate to take a page away from, you know, my boy Souls, but. If we all got together, can you just imagine how powerful we would be? Well, then yeah, we really man. would run the streets. You know what I mean? Well, but in the old nobody days, wants to do of, that. In the old days, out in New York, that's what Lucky uh, Luciano he knew that wow. unless all that violence came to an end, they wouldn't exist anymore. Wow. You imagine all the big ones just coming to the table and forming the commission and just get rid of all this dumb crap. Well, everybody needs to sit down and realize that, you know what, our only, we all have a common enemy, two of them, police and the government. That's our common enemy at the end of the day. You know, we try not to have the enemy with uh, police, but, you know, let's let's be honest. They they work with the government and this ends up that way. So it is what it is. That's our common enemy, man. I mean, (laughs) at the end of the day, we all lose. We lose brothers to the street. We lose brothers to the to to the system. We lose brothers to the brotherhood fighting for us, and they end up catching a case and catching a life bit. You know, we lose brothers that are getting killed out here, getting hurt, and for fucking what? For what? And, and for a piece things- of fucking cloth, and for riding your motorcycle with your brothers. Is it really worth it? I've heard Hollywood say it a million times. I mean, if you would have asked Taco Bowman before he died, was it worth it? I bet you you would have got an answer you wouldn't have thought you would have ever gotten. Many brothers that are in the joint right now looking at life that ain't never coming home, bro. They ain't never going to ride your motorcycle. They ain't never going to feel the beautiful woman. They ain't never going to do some little or a little, you know what I'm saying? They ain't going to get no drink. They ain't going to get none of that, bro. They ain't going to have no fun. They ain't going to have no brotherhood. They ain't going to enjoy life at all no more. It's over. It's done. They might as well die slow. And for what? For a piece of fucking cloth and some imaginary lines that nobody needs to be fighting for. That's just at the end of the day. Well said, man. Well said. Well, I mean, and and that's a hundred percent there, but then, and you got to be realistic. Are we going to have everybody get together? Kumbaya? Fuck no. Uh, Because at the end of the day, there was alpha male, you know, things, people within a club, people fight, right? Within a club, people fight. That's going to be issue. But people can actually man up and have, and actually have some type of lines of what not to cross. In regards to better the community, right. that's a whole different thing. Because yeah, well, here's the thing. Yeah, 
if you know anything about half of the wars that have started with all the big time clubs out here, what's the number one reason why most of them have ended up going at it? Go ahead, Hollywood. Tell me. We were already talking about girls. Girls. Women. Yeah, we said a skank ass fucking old lady that don't mean shit to anybody at the end of the day. And I ain't trying to diss women in the club, but it's always some skank ass old lady that pulls a move on a brother and goes and screws another brother. And now we got a whole national war. And now 150 people are dead and in jail for that skank ass broad that's worthless, probably standing on a corner right now or in some clubhouse fucking. You know, I ain't gonna say what she's doing, but we all know what she's doing, right? I mean, hey, Mikey, uh, Mikey put that uh, link in the chat. Go ahead. He he did he let on? He tried earlier, said it wouldn't let him. Oh, okay. Just put it in the comment section when it's done, and I'll make sure it gets approved. Go ahead. Well, and Danny, and, and that's the thing I was saying. I go, you ask anybody in the club, what's the beef with this club? A lot of loving you guys. Oh, I don't know that. We just know that's how it is. And then when you start yeah, digging deep, it's always the dumbest shit ever or some bullshit. But yeah. then you're fighting for something that and people going to jail for that. Your your relatives and family and brothers were not even involved with or don't even know about. Mm -hmm. You're instantly have enemies yeah. the day that you take that patch. And that's 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 the one thing I never believed in. You know, you make patch and, you know, you make patch on Friday night on Saturday night. You hate that club or you hate that club for what? They didn't do shit to you. I mean, many of us old school guys that have been around the club world, we've all heard each other say it a million times. If you put all of us in the same room, take our colors off, put us all in the same room. We're all going to get along, have a great time, and it's going to be one big fucking crazy-ass party. Guaranteed. Because the minute you put them colors on, now all of a sudden the attitudes come. And now all of a sudden this bullshit animosity comes and it's all for nothing, man. And I don't, I don't believe in this going at each other's shit. Like, like you said, Carlos, and I actually have that in my video. If we're not going to hold hands and sing Kumbaya, that ain't going to happen. We're all alpha men and it is what it is. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna fight. We're gonna argue. We're not going to agree on everything. And, and it just is what it is, man. Sometimes we're just going to look at each other and go, you know what? I want to punch him in the face. And that's what's going to happen. It is what it is. But yeah, well, and, yeah, and I wish that as I mean, long as we do it with our hands. That's what I'm saying. Is I don't mind a good fest. I don't care, if, dude. I don't care if it's two on one with me. I mean, I'll get my ass kicked, whatever. But as soon as someone pulls right. a team out when they're getting their ass kicked and she's mm -hmm. on the back, I'm like, come on. Well, man. Yeah, you that's know? that's what it boils down to. I mean, as long as you use your hands. And you know what? If you're in this club, and another guy's in that club. And this piece of shit old lady skanked her way over to that club and started screwing that brother. First of all, number one, as a man, you should go, good luck, brother. You know what I'm saying? Let him get his piece and move on. Who cares? But if you really, truly got a fight and it's and it's a, a principle thing, which I totally understand as a, as a alpha male, then okay, cool. The presidents need to step, step in or the sergeant at arms need to step in and do their damn job and go, okay, cool. So you two got a problem? You two walk around the corner, handle your business like men, and then you come back and we're not going to talk about this no more. But no, it becomes a national thing. First of all, it becomes a chapter against a chapter thing. And now you got a national war. And again, we got 150 people, 200 people, 3,000 people, whatever, dead in jail and everything else for that one piece of shit skank.
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it just don't make sense, man. And that's what we're getting now. You know, you get the younger generation, they're a little smarter, but unfortunately they think that they're way smarter than what they really are, you know, because a lot of them haven't lived the street life. You know, they, they, they got impressed by the biker world for whatever reasons, whether it was a TV show, a movie like us or whatever, you know, but it's just, it's a difference, man. And and the biggest thing I think too, is a lot of us and our generation now that's 35 and 40, <clears throat> we grew up at least in the cities anyway, you know what I mean? In the bad, in the bad areas, we grew up game banging already. So, some of us grew up where it was all about using our hands and fighting like men. You go out like in a city, Hollywood would tell you, you know, you go in a gangway and you, you handle your business. You go in the backyard, you put the gloves on, you go in a garage and, and, and you fight and whoever, whoever wins, wins and we done with it. But unfortunately, a lot of us grew up during that time period where we used our hands, but we also used our trigger finger too. So, we kind of go, you know, we go hand in hand with that. So we already have that mentality. So unfortunately, when you got those guys, yeah, Hollywood, I caught that fucker. <laughs> I already know where you're going to go with that one. No, uh, <laughs> sl no, slap from uh, in the community section says spit the gum out. out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll hear you munching away. Spit the gum out. Your mic is so good that you can hear. I'm, I'm going to do the same thing I did on the last show. If you want me to spit my gum out, hit my cash app up. And it better be more than a dollar. Otherwise, <laughs> listen to me smack. But, you know, the young guys that, that grew up during the, the gunfighting period of time, that's their natural defense. You know, they naturally go to shooting off the gun, you know, yeah, which is why we have what, what we have going on nowadays, you know. I had a, 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 some shows I did called uh, Man Behind the Patch, right? In Hollywood. Mm -hmm. I had a guy that was uh, from a big club, and we just talked about him, his background, PTSD, military background, suicide stuff. And and uh, the next days, it was such a great video, though, that I had people from rival clubs that messaged me and said, hey, that, that I'm looking at a person who normally I would hate for what he's wearing. But I was in the military like him. He has PTSD. He has issues with uh, past suicide. I mean, he connected with them and saw him as oh. a person now, right? Just like you say, you take off all the cuts and the colors and shit, go to the bar. Dude, everybody would have a good old fucking time. But once they, yep. I mean, even people's characters change. I've seen guys laughing, joking, look like a, I mean, like fun guys to hang around with. As soon as they put the cut on, damn serious, puff chest. I'm like, uh -huh. it's like two different people. You know, so so out in out in uh, Daytona, out at Bike Week, they they started where you can't wear colors in any of the clubs and, or bars and, and stuff like that, right? And um, I can't say what clubs were involved with the situation, but I, I know about it. So there was two one percent clubs in the same strip club, and guess what? They're rivals. Nobody fought. There was no problems, and you know why? Because none of them knew who each other were. I mean, they had ideas like, man, I think the, I think that's the, I think that's that fucker I saw the other day. You know what I mean? But without the colors, there was no drama. So a lot of the dramas kind of settled down because of that. So, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, nobody should wear your colors because I don't support any place that doesn't allow colors, but 
But when you think about it, yeah, you put everybody in the same room, man. Everybody's cool as hell. We're all the same people, man. We all want to ride our bikes. We want to hang out with our good brothers. We want to bang hot old ladies. We want to do whatever we do that we like to enjoy on the weekends, whether it be drinking, a little smoky smoke, a little little snort, whatever. We all just want to enjoy our lives and come home at the end of the night, man. I mean, every single one of us are on the same page. It's like uh, public schools that actually put dress codes, right? And they have a uniform, but they're not a private school. But the reason they did that was kids stopped making fun of kids that couldn't afford nice clothes or the colors they wore. And actually, people were getting along more. Of course, they still be kids, right? They still pick on kids. That's a there. similar idea, yeah. But the numbers went down because people, you know, they they don't know who the person that has the most money was, family was, right? Or who's the poor one was or pick on this right. kid or something. So, I mean, it's very similar to that. Well, yeah. you know what? Let's uh, dig into that, man, because I think there's two sides of that story where we always say, hey, you know, we don't support those establishments that don't want colors in there. But we have to ask ourselves, why? Why don't they want colors in there? Have True. they gone through something where the city said, hey, we're going to take away your liquor license like they did in uh, South Dakota? Uh, yeah. I don't blame or did six months, you know, in the past, there was a big rough out in there and it caused mm-hmm. all kinds of damage. So let's go with that, Raul. Let's talk about that. No, I agree right. with, uh, I, I don't blame some of these owners. I mean, that's all, that's their livelihood. That's what's keeping the roof where their kids' heads. And you're telling me that you think that club is going to pay for the guy's rent for his liquor license to get back uh, from a suspension? No. And mind you, and mind you, that same club claims that as their bar. Ain't right. none of you motherfuckers paying the rent up in here, but, but it's your rent. bar. You know, they, Kiss they my ass. They buy the drinks and stuff, but yeah, you can go two stories on, even with that. They say, oh, we bring business there, but you could be taking away business. Maybe you scare off a lot of other people that will go to that bar. I mean, when they're the only, there, the only, the only yeah. time I won't support a bar that doesn't allow colors is if it's like basically crowns itself as a biker bar. You can't say you're a biker bar and not allow the people that are bikers. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you just can't do that. So that's when I don't support them. Now, if it's just a regular bar, you know, or something like that, okay, I get it. But if you're going to call yourself a biker bar, then you know what? You should allow the very people that really created the biker world in a sense. You know what I mean? But does that mean if they say, yeah, we're a biker bar, but, you know, we've had so many incidences that's cost our insurance, that's cost us legal problems. I totally understand it. I totally understand it. It doesn't mean I'm going to, it doesn't mean I'm going to support you, but I understand why you're doing it. It's not like I'm going to stand out in front and protest or some shit. Same thing though. Majority, majority of bikers are like when we call bikers or motorcycle enthusiasts, 98% of bikers are independents. Mm-hmm. So majority majority of people going to the bar are going to be people not in MCs. Yeah. So it, that's what I'm saying. It's a catch twenty two. It's like I get the idea of hey, I want to wear what I want to wear wherever I want to wear it. You know, but, but uh, at the same time, majority of their people are not wearing the the club colors. And oh, from they, from a business part, yeah, I see it. I totally yeah, yeah, I mean, understand it. I mean, let's be honest. We we've all been around clubs and stuff, and let's keep it real man clubs don't spend a lot of money at a bar you know they come in they hang out for maybe an hour at the very most 
and then they gone. But all day long, the independent bikers are going in and out, in and out all day. You know, so, I mean, I totally understand it from a business aspect. Well, what you just said was very interesting because I know we've all bitched about this. When somebody like us, me, Danny, whatever, would go into a Harley Davidson dealer and we would be ignored compared to, say, a rub coming in. Does no. that premise wild on to fit a situation like that where they feel, well, wait a second, you're only here once every 10 years to buy a bike where we got customers that are buying, you know, buying every two or three years. Guaranteed. Just no. like when I, whenever uh, I ever went car shop, you know, after I changed my life and started doing pretty well for myself, you know, I, I used to go car shopping with a tank top, flip flop shorts. You think they helped my ass out tattoos everywhere walking around? <laughs> You know, they, they, there is stereotypes, but they also know like, Hey, they like the guys that will switch bikes every year, two years for the new model that comes up, you know, yeah. they're going to make their money. A lot of us, you know, with the bikes, like regardless of like mine, I'm not getting rid of my road glide that things. I'm just going to fix it up to the freaking dies. That's how, who I am. I'm not going to be upgrading every single time. So of course they're, they're not going to be going after me or expect, you know, they're going to stereotype a clubby to not really be that way but that's different there's still you can still be there you can still shop they might not give you the attention you you know they're still you in with the colors uh you know you can still come in and shop and do whatever they may not you know that'll be the salesperson see the thing that makes me mad with the dealerships is is harley davidson corporation forgot who saved their ass on multiple occasions it wasn't these yuppie ass bikers it wasn't none of that. It was it was old school bikers and clubs and everything else that literally saved the company. You know, so that's why I get so pissy when they don't want to. Do you think that? Do you think the company owes them though? Do there? Oh well, yeah. If it wasn't for if it wasn't for the old school bikers, Harley Davidson wouldn't even exist right now. We'd have, we we'd have an AMF or or some shit. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. I mean, you know. There, but sometimes there there is a time limit. There sometimes there is a time limit of what's owed. Trust me. There's some people who are like, "Hey, I owe you my life," right? But then these people are like, "No, hey, we owe you." And we they probably to their heads thought they did a great job of somehow working with other clubs. But as a business organization, Harley Davidson's never worked with clubs. As a business organization, they're not. That'll be done. Well, we, we got we got to well, you know. Let's answer that question. Why hasn't Harley Davidson wanted to work with clubs, Carlos? Well, I don't know. That's why I don't know anybody that works at Harley. I never spend my time at Harley. (laughs) But from a a business aspect, why wouldn't they want to attach their brand to a club? It depends on what they're trying to do. Pretty exact same that Carlos said earlier. Yeah. You know, for the exact same reason, because a club guy, like we all know, I mean, you know, a club guy will walk in and buy a brand new Rogue Lab, but you ain't going to see him for another four or five years. You know, the you the are. yuppie rub riders, he's going to come in and he's going to be like, okay, the new fad now is a rogue glide. So let me Whoa. go buy a rogue glide. Not only that, or the new fad is a street glide or a bro guy, or, you know, Here. all that stuff. This is what you're going to remember now. This is what getting to the business. You're thinking as a business person, of course, I don't want a club person. You know why? You're not going to wear a Harley dealer, Harley Davidson shirts. You're not right. going to buy my merchandise. You're not yep. going to buy my Harley cups. You're not going to buy the new of this, new that. No, person is going to deck out their room with Harley Davidson stuff, not your right. Daughter. You know, yep. then if, if, you're, if you're, I'm promoting a club and now you're on the news, 
and I'll have you doing these fundraisers with me and stuff like that. Now, you know, uh -huh. I mean, as a business person, yeah, no, to make money, hell no. I mean, that, that's no. how you got to. Well, plus, and plus, then it, it boils back down to this, the the pointless wars that have gone on throughout the years. I mean, if you're a big brand like that, do you really want to be associated with the publicity that comes with backing this club or that club? You know, I mean, it all it all works hand in hand at the end of the day, and, and, and also, it can contradict each other uh, every time. You know, one of the things I hear a lot is that we, we hear all, all this stuff that we talk about today. I don't want to hear all this bullshit, you know, about the, you want to hear solutions. You have right. a problem. If you're going to tell me a problem, give me a solution. Don't give me uh, freaking problems without a solution. If you're going to be yapping, I tell people, if you're going to be telling me, you know, yap, 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 tell me a solution. You know, right. if you have nothing good to add to a conversation regards of, hey, we can go, we can dispute, dispute, not not agree, but let, let's get to a solution. You know, throw all the other crap away, but what's the solution? How can we get there? We know we don't like right. it. We know we have these issues. What would work to get us to, what's the solution? And if people can actually just no. get to a solution, you can work around that. But if we just keep throwing, this is the problem, this is the problem, why can't we do this, why no one's ever talking about but, how to but a lot of the problem is too though so see a, a lot of people in the mc world they know what i'm about to say um there's a lot of sit downs for us to figure out solutions oh, yeah. but every meeting that guys sit down at no matter what the club is it doesn't matter the colors or or, or the the name of the club there's always that one club that wants to give out a bunch of tough guy orders. Well, you gotta, you, you can't go over there. You gotta let us know exactly how many members you have and you're going to have to pay us money. You know, and I've heard this many times at meetings and it's like, <laughs> see, that's why we got a problem because you don't want to well, be a man about yeah, it. You want to try to be on some bully shit. So you, you sometimes you just can't ever come to a solution, unfortunately, because people just aren't realistic, you know? Don't you think a solution has to be found? Because especially nowadays, and we've seen this not only in MCs, but other organizations like Masons, Elks, Moose, whatever it is, the interest in them type of organizations, clubs, whatever, is on the downturn really bad now, where people don't want to join something anymore. And all the BS politics just adds another layer where yeah. people don't want to be involved. Yeah. You know, what kind of solution could everybody find to fix something like that where you got <coughs> people that really despise organized type of uh, deals? Well, and then you have also, um, it doesn't help with media as well, right? And one thing was they, they'll spread the word like it could be. Danny and I can be opposite clubs. We have a spat. Now it turns into this club versus this club, even though it wasn't. Now it turns into right. That. Um, so I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of wheels that turn. Like and like Danny says, it takes a lot of sit downs for something to happen, but it has to start happening. If there has to be a yeah. domino effect, uh, you can't just wait. Yeah. Who's gonna, you know, you can't say, oh well, it's going to take too long. Well, if you start today, yesterday, it wouldn't be. It'll be a day sooner. You know, I'm going to tell you right now what the biggest problem is in the MC world on the one percent side. I'm going to guarantee tell you the exact problem. The biggest problem is 
is all you, all of you 1% brothers don't have the balls to stand up and say what you really feel. Because I talk to many, and I do mean many 1% guys in every single major 1% club there is out here today. And every single one of them agree with everything we've just said. Every one of them said, I hate the politics. I hate the bullshit. I hate the wars. I hate going after people. I'm not going to hate this one for that one. And every single one of them individually really, truly feel that way, except for maybe a handful in each chapter, right? But the problem is, is nobody stands up and says, hey, enough's enough. You know, they well, get around get, the guys uh, and they're just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Rah, 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 rah. You know, they don't stand up and go, hey, wait a minute. No. Why are we going over there to mess with them guys? For what? Why? I want to go home tonight. I got kids. I got a wife. I got a life. I got a business. I want to go home tonight, man. I don't feel like dying tonight. I don't feel like catching the case. I don't feel like getting arrested. I don't feel like getting beat up. I don't feel like having my hands hurt because I beat the hell out of somebody. I don't feel like doing any of that. I just came out to ride my motorcycle with my brothers today. If more guys and every club would stand up and say shit like that instead of being send-offs, a lot of things would change. A lot. Well, this question, we are starting to take questions in the chat room. David uh, Crew, uh, he puts, do gangsters reform from the structure of a club or are they always a negative addition? <coughs> Danny first. Well, you just had to put it on me, didn't you? Um, yeah. Yeah, we can reform. I mean, I can speak from straight experience. You know, I... I'm, I'm once a, a, an OG on the street and I transformed into the MC life, you know, but I don't, I, I'm sitting here telling you, I, I'm not going to jail for it. I'm not going to get killed for it. So yeah, you can reform yourself. See, I think, I think where you got to confuse, no disrespect, um, you, you, you're confusing a gangster with pretty much just an idiot. You know, a straight up douchebag. Gangsters don't want war. You know why? Because we've already been to war. Anybody that's been to war don't want to go back. And they're right? making money, man. Re right. Yeah, real Whoa. gangsters, real gangsters want to just chill and live our lives because we already been through that shit and we made it out. So every gangster is a reformed gangster in, in reality. It's the ones that just want to stay in it because they're just shitheads. They, they, they got little man syndrome or whatever the case may be. They think they got to prove something or they just got a lot of hatred in their life, whatever the cases may be. So yeah, gangsters, I don't think is the real problem here, you know? And and, and it depends on the subjective of gangsters. Not real ones anyway. <laughs> you know, like you say, like organized families and stuff, they don't want the heat. It's bad for business. No, you know, it, it's bad for business in general. So it depends on what, like, because I know a lot of guys that entered clubs that were out of, in prison for 18 years, joined a club afterwards and never went back to jail, prison, laid yep. off drugs. So, I mean, I've seen people reform. Um, yep. I know, you know, like some guys are in the big club, like the one I, you know, I told you, I told you about for 40 years. I, right. he, was in, he was in prison for 18 years before. Matter and, of fact, I, I don't want to keep mentioning his name, but Solstice goes. He said it time and time again on his channel that he went to jail and got in trouble his whole life. When he joined a one percent club, he didn't get in trouble no more. He didn't go to jail no more. He wasn't he wasn't in trouble all the time. 
you know, and that's what people don't get, you know, like well, when you get in the 1% world or, or any motorcycle club, when you get in that club, man, nobody really wants all that, you know? It's not fun anymore then. It's like playing baseball. I played my whole life, loved it and everything. Once I got into pro ball, it wasn't fun anymore because of politics. And then, uh, you uh, know, I don't know, it was not as fun as it used to be. Same thing with motorcycle club. The whole thought of it is, you know, awesome. Uh, the whole idea, the premise. But then once you get in there and it's just nonstop politics and you can't go there, you can't wear this, you can't talk to this person. And then yeah. you're like, oh, well, this is no fun. And then I can't That's, talk that's to what I hated. Yeah, yeah. I, I, remember, I, I remember when I got in, you know, I'm like, man, I, you know, I always call, I, I told myself, you know, I knew I was a one percenter basically my whole life because of the way I've lived my whole life. But obviously you can't call yourself that until you actually earn the right to, you know? And then I get in the club and I'm a one percenter now and I got a diamond on now. And now I got more freaking rules than I ever did in my entire life. You know, like, <laughs> Hey man, these dudes were talking shit. Entrance. So I'm gonna go over there and handle that real quick. Oh no, bro. You can't, you know, we gotta, we gotta, you know, uh, uh, we gotta make phone calls. Why? I can just go over there right now and tell dude he's a punk, but no, we gotta, you know, we gotta, uh, man, it's stop. <laughs> Cause yeah, all that blah, 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 blah. It just gets all blown out of proportion. And now we're all in some shit when yeah. I could have just went over there and handled my business real quick and it had been done and over with and nothing would have been said nowhere. So yeah, that's one of the points that I put in my video that I'm dropping Wednesday is, is, um, you know, it's not fun anymore to be in a motorcycle club. It really isn't. The fun is gone now. The fun's been just completely ruined and, by and remember, politics and, based and, off and veterans, right? So based off veterans, so that's where a lot of these um, what work for the military for organization for uh, Robert's, you know, rules of order, uh, like businesses use for the round, you know, around the table. I mean, those are uh -huh. structures. It's just some clubs start melt, molding the structures to themselves or one person in that club starts molding it for themselves and changes the, right. whole, the whole set. Yep. yep. True story. Yeah. Very Next true. Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good deep conversation that needs to be had uh, as far as creators are concerned. It, it really does because a lot of this affects what the next generation is going to be like. Yeah. Uh, you know, the gangbanger uh, title of the show, gangbangers seem to be the new biker. <laughs> That would be coming from a guy like me, who's a little older, who, you know, was freaking the David Mann type of deal, uh, where the younger guys are going to be like, what the hell are you talking about, old man? That ain't the way it is. Uh, that's just how we are. That's our uh, that's our culture, the hip hop, all that stuff, where right. you're a guy who listened to David Allen Cole. Right. Uh, well, and it's a whole yeah. You ask thing. some of these new, you ask some of these new guys now, like why they started riding, and they're gonna tell you like you know, up church or uh, <laughs> or young Dolph or some shit. You know what I mean? Like they ain't gonna say the old names that that you guys know. Well, I know too. Well, I and then, Dan, you know, Danny talks about you know about the streets and stuff like that. Then I grew up in Miami, which is different. But I mean, Hollywood. I don't know. Uh, I mean, there's uh, like damn in, in Texas, East Texas and stuff. It's all country boys. And uh, these guys grew up fighting, fist fighting normally. I mean, that's what, you know, I mean, they're just straight going. They're bikers, too. And it, no. you have to come from a background of gangbanger to be, no. tough, you know, to be no. tough and to throw hands or anything. So it, it doesn't matter where you come from. 
it, it's every that's the thing is everybody no matter how different we are we're alike in certain ways that actually make it like if people actually sit down and talk it'll be really interesting conversations and good times. Uh, well i got a question from gravy are you lot are you a, a lot in the states okay Hollywood, this is worrying since I've got plenty of friends and family out there and don't get it honestly. What's the major malfunction? I think he's uh, talking about clubs. Well, hopefully we don't be, become like... Too many chiefs and not enough Indians. That's the problem. Well, damn. That was a good point. <laughs> uh, it's, it's what it is, man. Every Everybody wants to be a boss. Everybody wants to call shots. Everybody wants to be a big timer. And, and it's it's, you know... I'm sure we all got Facebook or Instagram, right? And we've all seen the, the fucking meme that everybody likes to post. Everybody's a one percenter until it's time to do one percenter shit. And and that fits our new generation. <laughs> you know, it really does. Because they'll sit there at a bar stool, yakety yak, blah, blah, blah. I'm a tough guy. I'm a badass. Look at me. I'm in a motorcycle club. And then when you find them alone by themselves at a gas station, suddenly their attitude's real different. They're no longer that badass. Now, the old school guys, and I can say this for a fact. I can't say why, but I can say this for a fact. You run up on an old gray beard with that tough guy shit, he's the same badass by himself than he was at the bar with all of his brothers. Well, and, that, and that's the thing. that Those guys, it's like... There's a difference between knowing they're going to kick someone's ass. They don't care if they're going to get their ass kicked or not. They're just going to be mm -hmm. the same person. Say you have a problem. You know, I I don't have a problem. You got a problem. Now we got a problem. You know, it's one of those. And, and right. those guys, they don't care about getting into a fight. I mean, they'll you know back up what they talk. They may get their ass kicked, but they don't care about getting their ass kicked. They're just you know. They're you know just what? Well, let's talk about that. Why do people want to be the president of a club? When Shit, I never wanted. To you're not getting paid for it so there ain't no nope. money being made and everything and falls on your ass when you shit really comes down. Have. Yeah, some it's, people just like wearing that pee that you know they just people have egos it. people have egos and they want to feed their ego basically they're legends I mean, in their own mind so all, you know what all the best presidents vice presidents and sergeant at arms are enforcers all the best ones were the guys that absolutely refused the position and didn't want it I mean, it's the guys that will backstab their own brothers, talk shit, start their little clique within a clique within the club to get their votes so that they can become the big, you know, H-I-N-C. Those are the guys that always suck at it. They're horrible at it. And they cause all the shit because they, they like that drama. Down. And they What's can that? bring clubs down, too. Oh, oh yeah, and then, they've and been bringing hey, clubs down. No joke. And then you have guys that are peas that are just—I mean, I met a guy in a club. I'm not gonna say the club in another state that I almost felt like moving to that fucking state to his town just to be in his chapter. That's how badass that guy was as a pea. You know, in regards like he was so humble, but they all listened to him. They followed him, and he was like just shooting. I mean, he'll act. He does not act like he's the pea in regards of. Oh, I'm the P. No, you would not guess that he's the president by his ego. His ego right. is let's, like Let's else. take another question here. Indian Rider, what are your thoughts on old school bikers embracing the new school? There seems to be a disconnect, even though we all want the same thing. 
Well, people have to make a move. No one, everybody's all about talk. And then there's no one, like I told about the dominoes. You just have to tip the dominoes and people, like you said, a move, it can be a movement. Maybe what I, some people use the word movement. Someone has to start it. And that's the only way you're going to try to do something. Some, you have to go forward with it. You can't just talk about it. Right. One it's of the biggest be, things I think be is the new kids that do it. The old guys were just too set in our ways. It's going to have to be right to step it up. A lot of the problem too I see. So I'm not even going to mention this goofball's name, but he's a creator on TikTok, and this guy like just disses the old school bikers every chance he gets, right? And I've always found people like that funny because it's like, where did you get the idea of riding a motorcycle and being a biker? from an old gray beard or from a movie or something like that. You know, you watched a real biker and that's what made you want to be a biker. But now you're going to sit here and act like you're better than all those bikers and talk shit about those bikers and think and actually really truly feel in your mind and, and dumbass soul that you know more about being a biker than a freaking old school biker. So there's just that line where, you know, it's like anything, man. You got the punks and then you got the straight up ones, you know, the straight up ones, they're, they're younger and they're willing to sit down and listen to the older guys and kind of feel that old school vibe and, and get a, an idea of how it used to be. And there's nothing wrong with adding some new school flavor to some old school ways. You know, I mean, we are in a different generation we are in a different, I mean, a totally like different I said, generation. I've seen young, cl I've seen young clubs that uh, won't listen to old people, don't want to, all to the old uh, And I've seen, you know, both sides. And uh, but right. the ones that do mix are the ones that are still running nice and smooth. The ones that you see a right. good mix of some gray beards that they do listen to and look up to, and uh -huh. uh, that they go to for little assistance and help, but they let the young guys run with it, right? Let the guys uh -huh. run with it, and then they'll come and you know, maybe ask a question here and there and then maybe get some guidance. Right. But then the, the graybeards can learn some things from the new guys. Mm -hmm. Personally, I think a lot of the problem is too, the old graybeards, um, they'll listen to these young punks around their mouths and then they'll just smile and walk off like dumb kid. And it's like, maybe you should just smack the taste out that kid's mouth and well, make you know him what? grow you up. Just brought, you brought <laughs> up something just yeah. now, Danny. Do you and I'm not just talking. Well, I guess you're gonna have to put it into the sphere of clubs. Is there a point where you're just too old to be hanging around? Because you know, well, you're 50 years old, and you know you got uh, you know, an average age in your club is saying 30. You're not gonna see eye to eye. You're not gonna be into the same things. Isn't there a point where you just gotta say, you know what, you guys take over. I'm done. Um, so I guess there's two sides of that. Um, as an old gray beard guy, I would say, yeah, it's a good time to this. I mean, not give it up, but step away, retire and, and let your legacy continue the way it's going to continue because no matter what your, your, uh, your club is going to change. The members are going to change. The rules are going to change. I mean, everything's going to change with every generation that comes into play, you know, but for me, the, the other side of it would be is, you know, I was just raised a different way or taught a different way. You should always, always respect your elders. 
and always protect them, you know, and, and always help them and be there for them. So, you know, for me, I would never want to see a gray beard leave because he's the reason why I'm here. He's, no. he's paved that road that I'm riding on, you know? Yeah. I mean, and the thing about the guys, uh, I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't want them to leave unless that's the person like the, the club itself there. I mean, they're not a lot. If they're meshing together, good. The young guys would be like, Hey, you do what you can do. You know that. Okay. If he's having fun still, and going to some events once in a while, goes to the, um, you know, the bar, the clubhouse on the Friday just to hang out. Yeah. Has, you know, maybe his kids are, he has no one in the house. His old lady passed away and he has no one else and he shows up. Uh, he might do some uh -huh. runs. And as long as the guys, are, I've seen some clubs, they, they go on these runs and they just take off like bat out of hell and not pay attention of the, the, of the whole chapter. And they're leaving people behind, yeah. disorganized. I mean, I, what I wrote is I, the old the, the guys that drive ride slower actually put them in the front and go that pace, you know, not to outrun. Right. Them. Like, okay, you guys go back there because I seen a club like the some gray beards, you know, back issues, everything. They were way in the back, and they said, "No, we're not going that fast. Mm. We're going to stop like here also because we need a bathroom break at certain times compared to some of the young guys." But some good clubs chapters I seen that they'll they keep the pace of the slowest. They, but you know stop. that kind of goes back to what Hollywood just said. Maybe that's time for them to say this ain't for them no more. Well, but because at one you, time they used to ride yourself. ninety-five miles an hour. You know what but I mean? But you can limit yourself too. You know, you can say, "Hey, you know, you guys go ahead. I'll, you know, I'll meet." As long as the club is cool with stuff like, "Hey, we'll see you there," or not. Maybe he might cage it. Right? He might. He might say, "Oh, for this run, I'll just cage it." I'll tell you right now. Any any club, if I was ever in another club again, and they said, "Okay, well, the old guys are going to meet us later or whatever," no. I, I ain't never going to leave my brothers behind. So that's some new school way of fucking thinking in my book. No, no, let's, huh? let's switch gears here. I started out as saying gangbangers seem to be the new biker. And as far as MCs are concerned, we actually have to step back in some of the stuff that Danny was saying and say, you know what? It was because of the MC life. It was because they wanted to jump on a motorcycle that they broke the, you know, the broke the circle, if you will, of going to prison, coming out, going in the prison, coming out or getting in all kinds of stuff. It was this lifestyle that did it. And it actually showed them there's a different way, a different way of making money, a different way of looking at life. You know, what would your, you know, your thoughts on that? Well, uh, well, one thing I was going to say, I mean, it's just like me growing up in Miami was not about, there's not, there's no like big, I, I was not in the MC community in a way because in Miami was as a, a Cuban kid in Miami, there was a uh, street gangs and then people that were used to, you used to wear like one of those white hats with the little black thing around it and I, smoke I a cigar, my, right? My wife, my wife beater, my cigar, my, uh, the thing is that, but the thing is, we, hey, listen, we, man, I like my Harley, okay, man. Another uh, question. So like, no, no, but we we moved up to more <laughs> uh, car clubs, right? That was uh -huh. a thing for us. Car clubs, man. We uh -huh. detail the shit out of these uh, cars. We fix them. Work together. We go on big club meets. We'll go to Coconut Grove, Hialeah. Maybe some fights may break out here and there because of you know the car clubs. But it was more organized for some gangbangers that moved up out of the gang. You talk to anybody in the street, there there's no they're, they're not going anywhere. After you know, I mean. Uh, uh -huh. 
they're not going anywhere. Then that they they knew they had to do something better for them. Car clubs was a big thing in Miami. You know, with all the systems and stuff. That's what I was kind of used to growing up. Yeah, me too. So then you have a. You I have missed a, that too, by the way. So if you have a what area where there are motorcycle clubs, some of these kids will look up to them, and it's easy picking, easy picking because they they have some somebody they can probably try to belong to and have some order. A lot of a lot of guys don't have some structure growing up. That's the most structure and father like figures they're ever gonna get. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Exactly, uh, but. The lifestyle has made entrepreneurs where it wouldn't have happened before if they were just coming out that way. That's why I think I have a problem with law enforcement. It's like, man, don't you see what the hell that this lifestyle does do for kids? And I'm not just talking about charity stuff. I'm talking about getting them, breaking that circle of violence and going to prison. No. Well, yeah, then there, it does. Like, there's motorcycle clubs that have um, rehabs that they'll send their, their guys to. Um, there's, I mean, they help out. They do help out a lot of people. Not like fundraiser crap that I'm talking about, but the members themselves. Like uh, private guys stuff. There, yeah. From suicide uh, to just being there at the bar, just talking to the brother, just to talk to him. That makes a mm -hmm. huge difference in somebody's life. If he was by himself yep. at the bar, I bet he'll end up picking a fight, getting hit by a car or something. Yeah. Oh, OSKF. Uh, and you know what? This has been something that a lot of people, and I've seen it on uh, Facebook, a lot of gangbangers want to wear that cut and actually throw up gang signs. Come on, man. It's an MC, not an MG. Dude. And I've seen this all over where they're throwing I just, signs. I was just told this like two days ago from somebody that, and I, I don't remember what club it was, but it doesn't matter because I wouldn't mention it anyway. But there was a club that was going at it with another club, and they were throwing up their their gang signs. And it's like, what the? <laughs> it's like, really, dude? <laughs> so yeah, it's I get it, man. It's it's dumb. Now, and David, um, there's a guy in the comment section. David says, "Do they really? Those it seems like they outbad like five thousand one hundred fifty guys." I'm not like I said. There's thousands of MCs out there, thousands of them. Guaranteed, there's clubs that are, I mean, run bad. There's awesome clubs. I mean, just like anything, there's gonna be awesome ones and shitty ass ones and horrible ones. Uh, so it's a mix. A lot of times when I'm talking about some, I mean, there's not to say a few uh, bad ones. I mean, it's there's a lot of bad ones and a lot of good ones. So it's hard to there's no. so many clubs out there. It's hard to nowadays, especially around town. I mean, there's so many clubs out there i don't even recognize the names anymore and um i mean good for them well, you, you, know, just, you just said you just said it wild on to should we be looking at it through the lens of tradition or protocol anymore when the newer guys just ain't up on that anymore well you remember protocol is not a bible i mean there's not a written book there's not a written book of pro there's no like there's bylaws and chapters and clubs but there's not a real book at all protocol protocol is what people keep making it seem or be if a new generation rewrites protocol well the thing is the younger generation gets protocol confused with um i guess for lack of a better term being bullied they they think well i shouldn't have to ask them permission 
And it's like, at the end of the day, you're not asking permission. You're paying homage and respect to a club that's much older than you. And you're giving them their proper respect because that's what the younger generation forgets. And let's be honest, the younger generation has no freaking respect, but they don't understand that this MC world and biker world period was built on respect. Traditions and respect. I mean, that's what but it's built wild, on. But as Wild on, you know, on 2, and I'm going to play devil's advocate, but as Wild on 2 said, <laughs> the new generation writes the new book. So has the protocol for the younger generation ran its course where they want to do their own thing now? And that's it could they, be. And that's they should they be looked at. And that's why there's a big disconnect because – it seems like the book's being rewritten. Obviously, the way a lot of the MCs are running and uh, moving and patching, and yeah. you know, so then uh, some people are holding on to the old traditions really strong and not letting go. So there's like that disconnect. That's where that disconnect is. There's like these uh-huh. two books now, and it's like having different religions. Like, which one do you you know think is the correct one? Which one, you know? Right. Uh, so that's kind of what's happening. I see too. So. <coughs> Where's Dibber? We need Dibber. <laughs> what do you think on that, Dan? Man, you know, take your I, personal I with- take your personal opinion out of it. I guess I would say, and put yourself into, say, a twenty-five-year-old kid's shoes, where we know when, even when we were younger, we were rebellion, but put yourself in their shoes looking at everything that's being said about how you have to do this, how you have to do that. And I know kids, when we were kids, we rebelled against something like that. All right. Well, the difference is when we, when we rebelled, we actually backed our shit up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. A lot of the young generation now, they have a really good mouthpiece and, and they play a very good role. Until it's time to not play and be real. And then all of a sudden things start changing for the worse for them. Um, I, well, one of the it's, it's hard for me to answer that truthfully only because, like I've said, like I've always said, I'm kind of both. You know, I'm, I grew up old school by the old heads, but I, I also grew up around the new school too. So, I've got both flavors in me, you know, so it's hard to decipher. And I fight with it all the time because the old school in me is like, no, you follow this, you do traditions. This is what it's all about. But then the younger guy in me is like, man, I wish the fuck you would try to tell me what to do with my life, <laughs> you know? Well, I, I, so I it's, Danny, it's a constant battle within myself. And what, what I was going to say, what Danny said earlier, the way it's the way things can be explained that can kind of mellow things out. You're like, for instance, like you tell, like the way I see it is, let's say a younger generation, you're telling me you call someone a dominant, but then you want to be a one percenter and put a patch on and ask permission to go somewhere. You know, what kind of, that's not one percenter shit, <laughs> but you know, right. but then, but then you explain it the way you do. But if someone says, no, we're not asking permission. You're letting them know because X, Y, and Z. It's out of respect. It's, but then that it, it, someone has to, like I said, lead these some young generations because I get it. You, you, if you're an alpha male and you hear a word dominant, 
I'm not, you know, he ain't. Yeah, we're defensive right away. You're defensive. defensive right away. People word it properly. Hey, do you know this club's tradition? No. Do you know their history? No. Learn about it. Read it. Look, talk to people. Then maybe you'll respect them as a club, as a whole. Not those, not exactly the chapter, maybe. I had a a discussion with another diamond um, a while back, and I was, I was in my club at the time and this person tried to catch an attitude with that whole, well, you know, you didn't, you didn't call and check in and you're, you know, blah, 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 this and that. And I, I'm, you know, this is our area, you know, all that. And I said, you know what, man, I'm like, I was going to call you and I would have called you had you not came up to me with this, I'm the dominant thing, you know? So yeah, I, I get it, man. You know, Personally, me, you know, when I, when I wear my diamond, um, I'm not asking a damn thing. But at the same time, I was a 110% believer. I don't care if we're even, um, if we're enemies, I still believe in somebody needs to call you and let you know that we're passing through. You know, it's just a respect thing. Yeah, and, yeah, we're not asking permission. You know, if you want to say, yeah, no, and the, you uh, pass through, I'm just, yeah, yeah I'm, just I'm not, I'm not know. saying can I, you know, because I, I had that, that was basically the conversation. The guy goes, well, you didn't ask. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. I didn't, and I didn't plan on it. So well, I, I would have called you to let you know out of respect. But since you came at me with this whole, I have to ask you thing, well, now we have a situation and a problem because I don't ask for anything, never have, never will. You know, has so the, uh, it's just this, what you're talking about, Danny and uh, Wild on too. With all the talk that we do with MCs and stuff, that uh, protocol, tradition, uh, all that, whatever you want to call it, has that actually taken away from doing what we all love to do? And that's riding motorcycles, having fun, partying. It seems like people are and i get it it's entertainment but they're more involved in one and to hear about mcs and all that stuff instead of just going out there and riding well it's just it like comedians away. right and being right. PC with comedians now comedians can't really be funny i have to watch out before they get canceled um well i personally okay. just want to say i'm glad everybody doesn't ride their motorcycles and actually watches our shows i'm, I'm just saying <laughs> no, I'm well, talking about in general. Yeah, man. I'll just you, keep watching. The more restrictions, the more restrictions you put on things, it's not fun. I mean, then, it, I mean, I, ra- I rather, I rather ride with my friends through like the hill country here in Texas. Stop at a barbecue place, have some drinks, meet some old ladies, whatever, and have a good time, and just come back home and do it again, and not worry about shit. And if you yeah. meet good people on the way, you get hear great stories from different people. I, that think, I think we're the city. I think where the real problem lays at is in the biker life. Period. We're all dominant people. You know, we're all alpha males. It doesn't matter if you're an MC or not. If if you're in the biker world and you're like an actual biker, you know, um, whatever you want to call that nowadays. Um, you know, you naturally have that alpha, you know, attitude. So I think where the biggest problem lays at is it started off as, well, that's just tradition and it's out of respect. And then you get everybody demanding it, you know, and 
And that's when everybody's defenses come up, you know, where we're like, like I was just saying, you know, I was going to call you and let you know I was passing through. But since you came running up on me like a, like a tough guy and saying I have to do it, well, now I'm not, you know, and now I will never. So that's, I think that's where things just got confused. You know, people, people didn't just let nature take, take its course. People started demanding you know, and that's like the devil's advocate, like Hollywood said. I mean, a lot of times the young generation probably feels that way. Uh, things get yeah. offensive. Some great, you know, if you want to say gray beards, it doesn't have to be gray beards. It can be just someone from a club just reacts, you know, that way, and then the young guys are like, right. hey, next thing you know, they're shooting yeah. at each other <laughs> or something. Well, yeah. Let me let me put it a different way, more uh, kind of blunt. Why <coughs> even care be about? Blunt? No. <laughs> Why does it have to be about an MC? Why can't people just want to go out and ride? Why does their attention always turn to MCs? Well, and, and that's something I, I made in the video. It's pretty funny. You have, let's say you have five best friends. They ride all the fucking time. Next, you know, one of them is like, hey, we should start a club. Now, you know, all the fun, it's pretty cool. They come up with their designs. They want to, you know, have fun, make their patches. There's always that one guy, too. And then it gets a little too serious. Now they're not having fun anymore. Now they're getting these mandatory rides and stuff. that they Now they're separating. Now they're split. Now it ruins their whole friendship. Now, you know, I mean, that's how some clubs start. It starts with a group of friends. But then funny, once the club starts, they stop riding with each other. It's forced. Um, and I don't right. know what, what the, like, the, what, I mean, you're fine by yourselves wearing nothing. You know, as a group, you still feel the same way riding with a group of six guys side by side as a club would um, personally i, I think I, I think being an independent is uh, that's just the way to go you're being um, a real free biker at that point you're, you're not like uh, like following mikey, all the BS just, rules. Uh, mikey just put because most join for the wrong reasons either because it's a superman cape or they join to get women yeah true i agree true people or not they have a facade of what they picture it's life is going to be they watch too many movies and they picture something and then it's nothing what they expected and then now they're they're miserable that's a good um, thing i didn't join a club to get women because that never fucking happened <laughs> you attract more guys with bikes than girls man i'll tell you what Do you think really that i can actually get a kick out of people that join some of these clubs like yeah man the women it's like also, you've never been at a clubhouse, right? On, yeah, right? <laughs> Do you, so you got really one one ugly that... broad in the corner, and the rest is all like fifty guys, bro. There, there ain't no women going on here, man. Do you really think that's what it is? Is they do see that on the big screen and say, "Hey, well, that's the definition of a biker." Is you gotta be in an MC to look the part. Well, you know, let's let's talk about the whole movie thing now. Now we see all the graybeard guys, all the graybeard guy, all all the badass bump percenters, all the badass MC guys, and all the badass bikers. We've heard them a million and one times say, "Oh, these fucking sons of anarchy people." And yes, I'll include. I'm guilty of saying the same thing. But how many guys back in the day said, "Oh, these fucking easy rider people"? You know what I mean? I mean, come on. <laughs> How yeah, many but people gotta, became bikers because of David Mann and that I'm gonna just I'm gonna say it. I know you guys are gonna hate me. I'm really sorry. 
I'm really sorry. But Easy Rider was the gayest fucking movie I ever watched in my life. Yeah. I'm the just going to say it publicly. With Danny with the Easy Riders is you don't step <laughs> back and look at the culture at the time where that was being true, where you were You're out right. there riding You're that right. motorcycle, you know, smoking up some 420, banging as many broads as you could, where right. that was art and the wild one. That was our type of oh. way of looking at a biker. It was most it was. an independent one. But, but when you those got movies SOA are why it, those movies created a lot of bikers. Well, everybody. You know, I mean, uh, there's people that watch. Yeah, so sure it's was. just like Sons of Anarchy now. Sons of Anarchy <laughs> is the but, new Easy Rider. But the problem <laughs> you think about that it. is the way they presented compared well, that's to what it. Easy it's, Rider. It's the way they presented it. Right. Mean, don't get me wrong. It helped the motorcycle community get more bikers in general, not MC guys, but people to try to start riding motorcycles. <laughs> Sales went up with Harley and other motorcycle. Uh, so then we and there was a jump on uh, people purchasing bikes, which is cool. But like, well, it's, it's the said, thing with society. The you know, it's what they've done really bad on there. That's the only difference, right? But 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 our society is the is the reason why they made their show the way they directed their show the way they directed it because let's be honest in today's day and age if they'd have made a show where guys were just riding their motorcycles hugging each other fight every now and then getting drunk and banging women and smoking you know some some weed or whatever it would have lasted what three episodes and nobody would have watched it again but then you add all that thriller bullshit in it that's what got people into it. You know, that's what got people attracted to it because unfortunately today's society, they're very much intrigued and attracted to the violent nature of the streets. Take care gravy. You later gravy, you know, well, later, yeah, gravy. any show movie, right? Uh, you watch, I see guys watch golf. Now they think they can, they can go play golf. They buy golf clubs. They buy, yeah. whatever. they watch fishing shows. Now they guys, Wear these fishing freaking collars, and, and they think they're gonna go. They're like, these <laughs> now. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, of course, we all do that. We see something, it might pique an interest. You're like, oh, I want to try that. Cool, right? Uh, like you said, just the way they play. Obviously, it's for today's society. We love like blood, gore, and drugs and horrors. See, I don't. I don't. Because I, you know I, I live my whole life like that. Now I'd rather watch like Bambi or something. I, I just, I. <laughs> all right, Bambi. I'm, I've lived a violent life, dude. I don't want to watch violence no more, man. I got to put Mikey on as a freaking moderator. I can't keep up on this shit. Uh, anyway, Ozzy, how many evolutions suppose the MC world has gone through? Wait a minute. Is somebody talking shit? I want to see. I want to see. I want to mess with them, too. No, no. They're, they're uh, no. bad about you, Danny, and we don't want you to see that. But how many evolutions Damn. suppose the MC world has gone through? Meaning different uh, decades, or if you want to put it on a decades type of timeline per generation, you know that's what I think he's asking. Well, it's more flathead, panhead, <laughs> shovelhead. Those were the real old school bikers. The Evo that kind of started changing shit. Twin cam, jack it all up. M8. Fucking this it's weird. And McCabe uh, <laughs> Andy, does life imitate art or does art imitate life? Well now we're gonna get all philosophical and shit. Hold up, let me roll a joint. <laughs> what do you think about that? Uh, I'll go to Wild on Twos for that, the philosophy. Chicken of the egg. Go over to Dr. Carlos. Thank you. 
Well, the, the thing is about what he says about art imitate life. The thing is that people can immerse themselves in, let's say, art into a movie. They really start believing and thinking. They immerse themselves. They put themselves into the situation and they think and they get this euphoria feeling out of it. Same thing with uh, like you want, if you want to bring art or so. A lot of people, that's why they stand looking at this art, trying to figure shit out and see how they can relate to it. Some people have the wrong relations or midlife crisis when they look at things or, um, and, and that's what I'm saying. Every, it, there's something to spark every generation. There's something to spark a feeling of interest. It could be from, um, the, from the cold war to current what's going on, uh, time when they write, you know, things happen with the Iraq people, just suddenly the military, people want to join the military and never thought they wanted to be in the military. Um, so, I mean, it's just, I think it's just part of life in just general. And the way I'm just going to agree. So it's perspective. Yeah, it's just perspective. We don't, know, we don't know what's in someone's mind, what they're going through, what they're thinking, what they lack. Maybe their whole life they're called pussies or being beat up. They see these guys that look like, you know, here, you know, to them, like, oh, these guys are badasses. I want to be a badass because then I, when I was younger, I got my ass kicked or something every day. And, you know, maybe they, they see that. I don't know. Something sparks. I feel something. like that's Carlos's story, Hollywood. That's my story. I do. I was I getting do. pounded, grounded, pounded, and crying. And, uh, Wait a minute. You were, get, you were getting pounded hey, on the ground, Miami, bro? You're, if you're from Miami, you're used to getting jumped. So. Hey, Nitro. <laughs> Nitro, thanks for joining us with your first live, man. That rocks, man. You know, one thing I've been wanting to do on Insane, and a lot of people have been seeing. Was that gunpowder, Nitro? Right. <laughs> One thing that people is that gunpowder nitro nitro you're talking about? No, nah, I don't know. I, the the thing's going so damn fast, oh, I can't okay. see it. Anyway, you know, right yeah, we keep the news in the morning and stuff like that, and the comedy and the second half on our podcast. But I'm really getting into the point where I like having serious discussions like this or. Like we had with uh, you know, my weekend, Danny. he doesn't with like our, our hanging out shit. <laughs> well, I, you know, I like. Well, my, I'm kidding. I like, don't you know, don't get me started on last weekend, Carlos. <laughs> but hopefully, that's you know <laughs> where our platform. Look, he just smiles. He's like, I got nothing, bro. <laughs> Where's your platforms going before we clock out in an hour thirty? You go ahead, Danny. Who? Who mine? Yeah, where's your platform? Mine's going crazy. Mine's going what everywhere. Wanna, what do you want to achieve? Um, I don't think I can really say what I really want to achieve. <laughs> um, you know, my platform's going everywhere. To to really be honest, you know, I'm trying to hit the head on everything. You know, not just the MC stuff, not just biker stuff. I wanna, I wanna give something out for everybody. You know, I want everybody to be welcome on my on my platform. I want everybody to to get their little piece of knowledge of whatever they're interested in. You know, so I'm going to kind of bounce around a lot. You know, I'm, I'll do an MC video. I'll do a, a detailing video. I'll do a, how to change your oil video. Uh, you know, whatever. You know, I'll do whatever, whatever people want me to do. You know, that's why I keep dropping my email, telling people, Hey, email me, let me know what you think. Let you know if there's something you want to talk about. You know, one of my next episodes is going to be from, um, one of, one of my supporters, uh, who asked, you know, how about doing a video on why crotch rocket guys like sport bike guys and Harley guys don't get along, you know, uh, you know, we're jealous like we that. can't like, ride as good as them. 
Well, I'll speak for yourself. I, I mean, I can. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yeah, don't lie. Don't lie. Yeah, to, don't lie to the I'm people lying. like that, bro. No, don't tell my. You know, secrets, you be putting your booty up in here all the time, you saying, know, "Oh, you, like you, you don't like my shirt." <laughs> uh, I didn't say I didn't. <laughs> little motherfucker. No, uh, no, no. It says lucky, <laughs> not lucky little. <laughs> and so I am lucky. I going on wild on too. You know, you're no. to be riding a lot more too. He's just and, gonna uh, keep forgetting his stuff at home and just going to work uh, I'm and like not so doing any fucking videos. And then I finally get everything, and then my SD cards are full. Uh, then, then I, I, I erase the SD card. My batteries are dead. I didn't even charge the batteries. <laughs> um, you know, what I've been doing lately, though, uh, you know, I'm right. I'm going to be writing. I'm, I mean, I write all the time, but we're going to be actually recording some trips to I want to do like some barbecue hit ups and meetups with people and ride through the hill country in Texas and visiting different places. Uh, also, I've been doing a lot of flying, more flying lately, and I got all the stuff now because I was missing a special is certain cables I need there. So then everybody can hear. I want people to hear the ATC communication between myself and the tower ATC, plus talk to everybody. Uh, so I got, right. I, got, I got all that equipment there for that shit. So that was a pain in the ass. That'd be um, really cool. Yeah, so you mean I, there's more to us than just bikers? That's my, and, that, and that's what I was trying to um, do is uh, we do. I mean, we come from all walks of lives. People have different hobbies. People do different things for work. Uh, we're, you know, there's a stigma of bikers are only dumb or something, do certain things. But there's a lot of things that we can do, that being from being a pilot to being a lawyer and doctors to mechanics to labor. I don't know, whatever. But everybody can relate somehow. Um, right. So mine is just to do a lot of things and travel and visit. Like I said, uh, now since I have my own business, I'll have a little, not to say more time because I work more, but I can block time to go do trips and maybe visit people and do a vlog, flying you know, out, getting some bikes, riding with some guys, meetups from other states, other creators, something like that. Right. I plan right. on doing that too this summer. I want to meet up with some different creators flying? on yes, TikTok. That's what you're doing. I'm definitely not going flying. You Come can on. count me right hey, out on that one. How much, without, no joke, how much would you take uh, Cash App from people to go on a plane? Um, um, there ain't no amount. Oh, damn. <laughs> It'd be so much money, it's not even point, it's pointless to talk yeah. about because ain't nobody going to give me nothing. 50 to 100 G's. It ain't going to happen. And that's about what it would take to get well, me We're going to do wheelbarrowing nope, with not Hollywood in the plane. Then. There you go. Mm -mm. Well, no, guys, not uh, happening. This is the show for today. Great questions, great topics, all that good stuff. Hell yeah, Cubbies took the series against Milwaukee today. Screw Milwaukee. Uh, China Doll has a <laughs> video going on, the China Doll uh, show. She has her own channel, so go over there. It's 7 p.m. Central tomorrow. Uh, but everybody else, Danny has his stuff. You'll see a, when I know about these two's videos, I put them in the community section when they let me know about it. Yeah, uh, which I, I never do. Right on. Yeah, right. mine's, mine's going to drop uh, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. There you um, go. I'm going to upload it tonight, so it'll be up. Thursday, uh, cooking with Danny. <laughs> I saw someone put that <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm down with it. We're gonna be I'm if you guys uh, want to hear a subject, I'll, I'll make that little candle. Dang! If you guys want to hear a subject, make sure you put it in uh, the comments section. Mike's uh, balls gonna be putting that link up to the patch thing in the comments section. Look for that. I want to say but, one thing. So. Sorry, I have to up, man. I sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, it, it was toward Danny. It was funny because Jesse was looking at your TikTok. 
And she goes, this is Danny? He's a white-looking motherfucker. And you were saying how white you look. She thought you were like more Hispanic-looking than you were. Just- we can't all look Cuban, man. Uh, I look white as hell. Light, look at those green once, eyes. Once, once I get a little more riding time, a little more sun in my face, then then I start changing complexion real quick. Sorry, Hollywood. I had to throw that in there. What, what, link is, uh, what link are you talking about with Mike Ball? What's up, Mike, uh, by the way? The patch. Uh, Sosa has a new patch out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've been seeing that. Yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. All right, He's guys. talking about the, the Unity one. Peace.